dawn of sports broadcasting arose Monday Night Football. A beacon of sports television entertainment with an iconic, illustrious history. With memorable moments, exciting plays, and the game's greatest stars. Now, under the game's brightest lights, and because they had nothing else to do tonight, these two guys just talking football. Welcome to Monday Night Football with TC and Jake. Man, I I don't feel great whenever we uh, do remote broadcast. Like, it's fine, but, like, obviously, you know, if I had a little more leeway uh, or whatever, I'd I'd do them in person. What the fuck is the excuse for the guys doing, like, million dollars a game to just be sitting? Like, go to your brother's house, brother. You can't. What happened? You can't get Peyton and Eli. Whenever they do their fucking show that they're being compensated an insane amount for they can't take a little part of those proceeds spend them on a fucking plane ticket to go to do they not live in the same place anyways i guess maybe one of them lives in indianapolis the other one lives in new york yeah i have no idea i honestly don't they Um, should all go back to new orleans that's where they belong it is where they belong it's a beautiful home um it's weird though because it would have to be a two shot anyways so i wonder how much with you know, because I think it comes off fairly seamless. The problem is the guest. Yeah. You know, like I watched 20 minutes of it the other night when Will Ferrell was on. And the, the problem is the guest. Eli and uh, Peyton are rarely talking over one another. The guest is always a problem. Yeah, the definitely the biggest thing is, is sorting out who's talking when and that sort of stuff. But I don't know, man. I, I feel like there's a lot beyond that. I think there's a quiet chemistry. I just, I look at... Uh, I guess I don't know the exact history. I haven't been a, a listener long enough. Uh, but, you know, Matt drives up to uh, New York two hours all the fucking time, like every week, just because, you know, they. Yeah, it's, a, Matt, it's his main source of income. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not their main source of income because they're independently well, or, you know, they're wealthy from their careers, but it's. Definitely the thing that's giving the biggest check right now. And it's for a bi- sure and for it, Matt. And it's a bigger no, I'm saying Peyton and Eli. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right though. But they don't I mean, they're probably like, why? You know, what's the point of this? Because it I, makes it I better. I just don't I don't I don't have any problem with their chemistry. I think that shows so much better when they don't have guests. Yeah, I don't really like so it much better in general. I'd I'd rather just have regular announcers. Yeah, especially now that you got Joe and Troy. I mean, when it was Boog, Tess, and Wit. Yes. yes. It was it was a little bit different. I'll do anything to avoid hearing Booger McFarland speak. You know what I was thinking about when you played that open? Uh, this morning I was listening to the most recent uh, Press Box podcast with Brian Curtis. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had Jason Gay on. He's been a columnist at a million places, currently at the Journal. Um, and I'd forgotten about this in my... Um, misogynistic rage over taylor swift in the nfl Mm -hmm. do you remember in the 90s like even before dennis miller but certainly with dennis miller they would have a celebrity in the booth on monday night football like almost every week i mean i don't really remember that because i when they said it i was like during that oh yeah i do remember that kind of like emmett and they brought this up eminem and brent musburger they would just bring like you know christy brinkley yeah, or, you know, uh, Liam Neeson up in the booth for like a quarter or at least like half a quarter all the time is just like a promotional or like whoever was on ABC. Yeah. Why not? That's a great idea. But it also is just like, you know, shows how stupid my reflexive reaction of like, get her out of here. It's like, yeah, they just it's it's football. OK, they've been doing this forever. It's a promotional piece for networks. She's an asset for the league. Yeah. Well, we don't have a lot of time to waste. No, no, we certainly don't. Uh, we got to get back into the mix. Yeah, no, we uh, we've we've been going back and forth um, with each of us, concluding that it's quite possible. I, you know, just it seemed to me like for a time there was a decline, and that made sense given the age. But then we started seeing a clip here, seeing a clip there getting rumblings is it true is trump at the top of his powers now 
Is is he somehow gotten off the mat and now he's back on the upswing? And we're here to examine that question and try to answer it. Uh, so yeah, there was there was two big appearances. Uh, we each uh, we we split them up, did one. So do you know what the pretense of him being in Iowa was? Um, no, I mean I know that the the general theme of the speech was. Uh, as Ty Walker would say, farmers. Love farmers. <laughs> it was, you know, he had done the uh, faux union rally with UAW the week before, which was actually like a scab rally. <laughs> uh, yeah. Somehow the mainstream media failed to report it as, it as such, at least initially. Um, so I think this is just, you know, Iowa's a big deal. Uh, the farmers are a big deal. And I, as an aside, I should say, I actually remember making this phone call to you. Um, we owe him a lot of money because we only launched the Patreon because we were tired of spending every single regular episode on Trump. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I remember calling TC and being like, what if <laughs> we just put all this insane political shit on another one and see if we can make a, a couple bucks. Uh, and then there was the website fact base, which is now it's up there, but they're not operating anymore, which sucks because I feel like I put together some incredible montages using fact-based back in the day. That's rough. Do you think, uh, does he need to win again for them to get yeah, back prob on? Probably. And they like tepidly dip their toes into like, we're going to keep up with Biden's transcript. And they're like, this is boring. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they had his vlogs up there where he's like talking about uh, Geico and eating pizza with a fork. And it was just a, it was a gold mine. So, um, as, as far as like the pretext for Iowa, it just seemed to be a normal, Iowa's important, the farmers are important. Whereas like the one you did, which we'll get to in the back half, that was like an actual California GOP scheduled like appearance. Yeah. This one, I believe was just, hey, Iowa, remember me, you know? And the other thing I'll tell you as we work through this is, um, I'm not checking the polls. I don't have a clue what's going on. Um, I know he's obviously leading the Republican uh, field, but he does the thing that he always does, which I think this probably only comes up in like one clip, clip five. He spends a super long amount, uh, a huge portion of his time talking about Ron DeSantis while also the whole time being like, this guy's a non-factor. He's in sixth. Yeah. Like he he didn't mention a single other candidate. Like he didn't mention uh, the Indian guy, he, whose name I still don't know how to say. Okay. He didn't mention. How do you say it? Ramaswamy, or you you don't know Vivek? Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. You sure that's pot, that's correct? I'm pretty sure. I heard some great stories about him on Pablo Torre's pod, uh, podcast that he used to he went to school with him. Oh shit! And he would raise his hand in class using a V, like this. That's <laughs> good branding. Yeah. Uh, so he, he never mentioned Vivek. He never mentions uh, really anyone else ever. He just like makes fun of Ron DeSantis and then uh, is like, but this guy sucks. I mean, he's, he's injured. So you can start with clip one. This one's not that electric, but it just sort of sets the tone. Do you, uh, do you think that he's wrong? Like I, it does seem like, I don't know if he's in sixth. I, I guess, you know, maybe maybe the polling indicates he's in second or whatever, but like if he's in second, it's the same as sixth. You know, like I, I think that Trump can both be personally uh worked up about about Ron and also be correct that he's not much of a threat. Yeah, you're right. And it does look like on 538's projection, he is in a very distant second. Yeah. Um and then Haley and Ramaswamy are right there, but um yeah you never want nikki haley right there in in your if you're really close to her in the polls you're probably not in the lead no and you're also not going to be vice president and she will yeah uh i don't know man uh, maybe. maybe so the first one is just it's a classic trump intro you know he's in a new state not a new state, but you know what I mean? Like every state he goes to, this is how he gets to look at your, uh, your governor, West Virginia. He's a big fucking man. Look <laughs> at him. I'll ride his back. I'll ride his back all the way to town. <laughs> so this is just where he does the like, where's, where's, uh, where's such and such. Look yeah. at him there. Look at him. Yeah, yeah. Just that. Brad Zahn. Where's Brad? Where is he? 
It's like he's like the Marlboro man. He's like the most handsome guy. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Brad. Right from the beginning, and Folks we've had, had a great start. We won Iowa twice, and we're going to win it again Thanks. by a lot. And part of the reason for that is GOP Chairman Jeff Kaufman. Where's Jeff? He's around here someplace. Where is our Jeff? We love our Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> we do love our Jeff. Yeah, I just that one kind of felt James Austin Johnson-y to me. He has such Where a musical delivery. So what you'll hear here, and everyone, like I've always contended, I thought Gordon had one of the best Trumps ever. And it's very hard to separate yourself among a you know, an oft done impression, but everybody has their own take on it. Like Shane's is different than Gordon's. Gordon's is different than James Austin Johnson's and James Austin's uh, Johnson's is more conversational. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes you'll hear a bit of both yeah. like throughout this, like <laughs> they're all kind of nailing it in their own way. They really but are. Where is our Jeff? <laughs> that's, that's very uh, Austin Johnson. So uh, number two, there's a point in here that I, I I actually just full disclosure I used a derpy and just like got the MP3 for this I didn't watch the whole video mm -hmm. so I don't really know what happens here but it appears that maybe some guy stood up and was trying to look at a TV or he was leaving to watch a football game and Trump uh, is not having it and uh, the beginning part is a is a, a classic Trump line and when I signed it, I had a lot of farmers come in from Iowa, a lot of builders come in from all over the country, and they were crying. Many of them were crying. People that have never cried before. Sit down, please. Ever. Let's, we can spend some time. Who the hell wants to watch a football game? Right? Forget it. Probably all this the people better. in Iowa. This is better. But it was devastating. They were, many of them were literally crying. They said, you've given back our life. You've given back our livelihood. Yeah, the the they had never cried, but I made them cry. Is that's, yeah, that's quite a boast. And he's done that a lot of times. Usually, it's about the military. Yeah, but he's just trying to sort of uh, skate the rail of like tough guys love me. They told but me, even sir. I'm able to. But even I'm able to break them down to tears. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> These aren't pussies, okay? Yeah, and I want you thinking that like I just got a bunch of woke. Soy boys over here crying in my lap. These are big men. They, they didn't fought. want to cry. They Trump made them cry. cry. And then, yeah, some guy, I don't know what happened, is just like, oh, what's going on with uh, the Hawkeyes? And he's like, sit your ass down. The king is here. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that, honestly, like, that's what we mean when we say, like, he's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, that's, that, <laughs> that's the sort of thing you'll see a stand-up do. Like, what, are you going to get a drink now? Yeah. Like, get your drink before, dumbass. Yeah. Uh, number three, he's been playing this hit for a little while, um, basically since he started railing against the inheritance tax, which I think uh, both of us, even with our parents, like doing quite well, um, fully support. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, one yeah, of the reasons insane. I fully support, although, uh, whatever, I, I guess I'd fully support it either way. Uh, but I don't think that we're going to come close. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't like know threshold? Your, your parents' balance sheet, but yeah, I I think it's like well into, you know, it's it's just like if if you're NFL franchise money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing about it though is, and and I don't know that much about that uh, particular provision, but he's talking about it in terms of owning a farm, which I know farms are super valuable, especially if you're like a huge farm. But I don't think of it the same as the Roonies. You know? Uh, and that's why he's playing this one. So I said, what is the threshold for an estate tax? And I don't know if uh, Google can be relied upon, but the number it spits back at me is $12.92 So do you think that your inheritance will be greater than $13 million? No, I don't, especially since uh, UPS is fighting these godforsaken unions to just give them a more. fair contract and then we could all grow the pie yeah jake would potentially trigger the estate tax but i don't um i don't know i guess I, i've never considered that like the people he's talking to have farms worth 15 million dollars yeah no, that's that's the fun part right like anytime you think about farmers they want you to think of like uh you know some guy just fucking plugging away on nine acres. Yeah. Uh, but if Piece someone straw in his mouth. owns a farm these days, like they're a fucking, like, you know, 
think of them like someone who owns a car dealership, you know, that's or more. Yeah. 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 They're dealing with uh, like Chile and Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, this is one that uh, cut three is one that he's definitely been hitting hard. Um, and obviously there's like a lot of uh, deep psychology buried here when it comes to his own kids. And it's super obvious. I ended the estate tax on farms. And you know what? Uh, if you love your children, you should be very thankful. You should never vote. If you don't love your children, don't leave it to them. Then, therefore, it's not going to matter that much. <laughs> then you say, who the hell cares whether I pay? I don't like the kids. But most of you, who, does everybody like your children? Raise your hand. Great question. Is there anybody that will not be leaving their farm to the children? Anybody in the room? Did <laughs> somebody yell me? I'd like to bring her up. Let's talk to you about that. <laughs> Dude, that is all so stand-up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you play to the crowd, and then one person, and you're like, oh, he's, he's just doing crowd work. Folks, put a W in the chat if you love your kids. <laughs> Who hates uh, their kids? Who? Let's see. Um, yeah, number four here. This went super viral, and all I can imagine, we could talk about it afterward, but, like, this is the sort of thing that me or my buddies would show up with uh, or show up to uh, like football practice or the lunchroom with and be like, dude. And what he's doing here, he spent um, as part of his bit on farmers, <clears throat> excuse me, he spent a lot of time on electric vehicles. Of course. Um, and being pro-ethanol. Mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah, they grow, yeah, yeah. They grow corn. Yeah. And so uh, he's going all around on, he does some playlets on electric cars can only go 30 miles and then you're in the middle of nowhere and you need a charge. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're trying to make electric uh, trucks and they're going to suck and it's going to strip these big men of their ability to, you know, build America. Then he gets into like, uh, they're actually trying to make, I can't remember what our standard tank is uh, right now. He did hit this in California as well. Yeah, that like uh, we're going to go to war with uh, an electric powered tank and it's only going to be able to go like 30 yards and then we're going to get bombed. Yeah. Uh, because Russia and China don't care about the environment. And um, so he's hitting that pretty hard. Then he does like uh, he wants they want like uh, F-35s powered by um, electric engines. All this shit is ridiculous, obviously. Like all of his numbers are way off. Yeah. Like there's no way, you know, Ford is making an F-150 that's electric that'll be like the most popular, probably most complete vehicle America's ever produced. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's going to be badass. It'll have almost the same fuel economy or close to it. And he's like, oh, you know, you're, I want to go on a drive, darling. And oh, we got it just outside of town and now we need a fueling station. So then he gets into boats. You know, I got to say, I, I've learned over time that he's not always on the level. I can't just take him at his word and trust the things he says. But what <coughs> he, he, credit where it's due, whatever he starts going on about the electric tanks, I am sitting back being like, yeah, that sounds gay. <laughs> I don't know if we do want. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? We're going to have our uh, men and women over there getting... No, but dude, of course. Oh, of course. Now the, uh, the lawn people are here. You Sorry. have a charger in the desert? Yeah. No, of course not, dude. Lest you think that America will ever allow themselves to not be the most dominant military force based on equipment in the world, it ain't happening. Yeah, like I, I said, just, you know, I'm, I'm our men and women over there will always have the best equipment and the best vehicles in the world. I, I certainly want them to, which is why I'm thinking that this guy up here telling me that he's the only one that can give them the good stuff. Well, maybe, um, maybe so we got no choice. And of course, he's not that different from any other politician in that he's lying. He's just like very hateful. Yeah. Um, and he uses his lies to um, be hateful. And on this one, he starts talking about um, boats. And how he was talking to a guy who manufactures boats, and now the boats, they're trying to force the boaters to have electric en uh, engines in their boats, and that they're huge. That they're, he actually said the battery for the tank was bigger than the tank, which is <laughs> just not true. Doesn't make sense. Um, and now he's, you know, he's getting into like, you got to put this big battery on this boat. The boat's going to sink. They won't let him go out far enough where they could actually up their speed and uh, just enjoy. I asked at the boat, or I said so. 
So let me ask you, let's say your boat goes down, and I'm sitting on top of this big, powerful battery, and the boat's going down. Do I get electrocuted? And he said, you know what? Honestly, nobody's ever asked me that question. But if I'm sitting down... It's amazing how many people say that to him in the course of a day, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it seems to be just kind of the animating principle of every talk he ever has. <laughs> Like that he walks into a room that like a hundred to th to a thousand people have studied and they're like, I've never thought of that. To hear him tell it, he's just meeting person after person that's no, that's never met anyone quite as sharp, just full of ideas and good points as old Trump. Yeah, no. And I mean, he- Which really kind of, whenever you hear the rest of the content of his speeches sort of stretches the imagination because he doesn't <laughs> seem that sharp. I don't I want to be clear here though. This is in the middle of a probably 15-minute segment on ethanol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very ethanol, important. Folks. You could get, it's very important you as he poses shocked. this hypothetical to remember that we are talking about corn-based fuel yeah. in the middle <laughs> and, and around this. But if I'm sitting down and that boat's going down and I'm on top of a battery and the water starts flooding in, I'm getting concerned. But then I look 10 yards to my left and there's a shark over there. So I have a choice of electrocution or shark. You know what I'm going to take? Electrocution. I will take electrocution every single time. Do we agree? I will take electrocution. But these people are crazy. They also want to go with energy efficient jet fuel. So <laughs> okay. We hate it. No. Yeah, so so I'm just like rolling up. Uh, the second teamers are on the sideline, and I'm like, dudes, electric chair eaten by a shark. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, Kemp. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty close. I never man. even thought about that. Like he 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 makes it sound like it's a landslide, but you've gotten electrocuted before. Would you want that with a? a th I've gotten shocked before. I don't know that I've been electrocuted. Yeah, yeah, before. but you know what I'm saying. You know what it's like whenever electricity is running through one of your muscles. It's unpleasant. Well, I guess the question is, you know, what wattage or what sort of electrocution, or as he said, electrocution, are we talking here? Um, can you live through you. it? Okay, but a shark attack you could live through. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've talked to a lady. I think actually most people, right? Probably the overwhelming majority. Live through shark attacks? Yeah. I don't know. I bet so. Okay. I bet mangled leg or mangled arm, and it's going to be a tough road. Yeah. Um, but I bet that's more common than dying from, like basically being eaten by a shark. Mm -hmm. Whereas the electrocution that he's talking about, I think is basically instant death. Mm -hmm. So what you're talking about is would you rather have a painless... Or one second, I don't know, maybe it takes five seconds, and you just die, or would you rather be like... electrocution? Yeah. I think it's a lot longer than that. Really? Like if... And I don't even know if what he's saying makes any sense, like you're a battery sinks. I would imagine if they're putting batteries in boats, they have some level of protection as to whether or not if that battery gets in the water, it sends out like an X-Men charge to a 100-mile radius and just vaporizes everything. That's my guess. I'm not a... Not a boat manufacturer, but I think being attacked by a shark, way scarier, but a way higher chance of uh, survival. Yeah. But again, he's in the middle of a speech about like energy efficiency, and he's like, what do you want? A shark or electrocution? It just does. Like, there's <laughs> and the a crowd's like, huh, this is actually like one of the greatest philosophical questions posed to us of our time. Yeah, and uh, the, the people of Iowa, you have to assume we're pondering it for quite a while after kind of the talk most of, of which state. have never seen a shark yeah not a lot of sharks in iowa um yeah no it just it it does capture the i there was a tweet that i quite enjoyed uh it was in reference to chris christie uh doing his uh donald duck thing you remember that mm. did you catch that yeah i did yeah um so the tweet says uh chris christie i know you're watching donald you're afraid uh, and then Donald on stage to 50,000 people. Root beer. It was terrific, but it's different now. Very, very different. It doesn't taste <laughs> like it did when we were kids, does it, folks? Crowd booze. They must have changed it. That's I would be I would be booing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
That is, I agree. There's something. Something is different. <laughs> they must have changed it. <laughs> but that's uh, that's that's what. It's absolutely the energy of just you know, everyone's gathered from miles around. People have been blocking off their calendar for this for months, and he's just up there like, "Folks, if you got a shark coming down on you, would you rather be electrocuted?" <laughs> Hear me out. Yeah. Um, I don't think I I don't think I put this clip in here at all, but because uh, we had to leave a lot on the cutting room floor. Both of these were like an hour and 15 minutes. We could really just um, play each of them in their entirety. You really could. And it, I he was telling Dan stop. that yesterday. I was like, dude, Pete, you know, you might think like you're listening to clips and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. And sometimes not, that's true. In the, in the past week, it was full throttle. That's so, what I'm saying, dude. He's He's never been better. I agree. He's so good right now. And, and I think like, the court cases are making him more powerful. He's yeah. like, you want to fuck with me? Watch this. <laughs> I'll take and, twice uh, as much Adderall. <laughs> so, exactly. He did a bit on uh, or in Iowa where he was like, he didn't like lean super hard into the culture war thing in Iowa. Again, it was mostly about farming energy. He was, uh, he was about it in California. I imagine so. Yeah. yeah. So in Iowa, like that wasn't really a main thing, but he would take these like quick detours. Uh, one such instance was he was like, uh, uh, I tell you what, uh, under Trump, uh, you know, under, a, you know, 2024 Trump administration, the first thing I'm going to do is, uh, is I'm going to cut, you know, this such and such tax that it, uh, that affects farmers disproportionately. And I'm going to outlaw genital mutilation. Yeah. Nice, and then he's and then he just like went right back, like it just went right back to energy. Yeah. Like he would just kind of pepper it in a little bit to kind of. He knows like when to give you something to get the crowd back in because they're like, ah, I mean, I know this affects me, but taxes are lame. I'm tired of hearing about it. And then he's like, these kids are cutting their dicks off. The crowd's like, ah, <laughs> and he's like, all right, now let's go back to the tax thing. Uh, so this one, it's actually two clips that I merged together um, because. He mentioned this in a couple uh, different times, and I'm going to call this um, sort of a behind the music or an inside the actor's studio, like mm -hmm. on the back half, and you're going to love it. One of the most vicious opponents of Iowa ethanol farmers is a guy named Ron DeSanctimonious. Did anybody ever hear of this guy? This guy's a disaster. I endorsed mm -hmm. him, then they say, I, I got him elected because he was dead. I That's endorsed what they him, say. and then they I said, they say four years later, they said, um, Will you support the president? Will you run? I have no comment. I said, if he has no comment, that means he's running. Can you believe this guy? But mm -hmm. he's like a, a very injured falling bird. He's just about. <laughs> so it's the sanctimonious. I never said this. It's the sanctimonious. But you can't keep using it too long. But it's a beautiful term. It, you know, the sanctimonious it flows. <laughs> but you sort of can use it once every two or three paragraphs, right, Brad? Wherever the hell, Brad, my Brad. Where the hell is that guy? He's the Brad, greatest. Brad, my Brad. But think of it. So it's the sanctimonious. But the abbreviation is the sanctus. If you put the two words together, put the sanctus underneath, it's a beautiful thing. There's actually a certain genius to it. So. I love it. I love everything about it. I love the. <laughs> it's, it's like watching uh, Donald like an and Walter bird. track the, the peg solo. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, that one's not good, but we're going to show you how we got this right. Yeah, you know, you, you want to put a little bit of reverb in the background, not too much. Uh, yeah. You know, every couple it, paragraphs, it's a little long, but I do like it, folks. Yeah. So it's the Sanctus. You see that? It's it's shorter. There's a certain genius to it. Yeah. <laughs> He's and, like an injured bird. That is like the hardest, hottest burn I've ever heard in and my life. just so casually given. He's not setting it up big. He's like, this isn't even really the point of what I'm saying. You know what? Don't even worry about this, but he is an injured bird. So... <laughs> And then, not the highlight, bird. but a uh, little fun thing of him clearly trying to say, Brad, my speechwriter, but speechwriter yeah. is, uh, you know, it's like when Dan is reaching for a word. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little too bread, far. My bread. <laughs> bread, my bread. <laughs> Where is he, folks? Uh, uh, this next one is also two cuts put together. Uh, because one of them was maybe 20 minutes in. The other one was maybe like 45 minutes in. Um, and I, it's surprising me he even comments on this anymore because he's done so many rallies and so many speeches. But I think the reason he does it is, one, because he's incredibly vain. 
And two, which look, I identify with, I usually use a zoom light. Uh, and two, because the thing that he's addressing here makes it seem to him as if he has more status, which you, will make sense. You know, we have these strong lights as we get better and bigger, they get the lights get much more powerful. But you look like crap on television. They, I got it. I was going to tell my people. I'm telling my people now. I'm talking. This isn't for you. This is for these lights are so powerful. They probably this isn't for you. He says to the 50,000 people <laughs> hearing him speak. We call this producing on the air. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of money because we're doing so well. Everyone's sending in lots of cam. But these lights are no good. Number one, you can hardly see the audience. Number two, when you go home to watch it with our great first lady, how did I look? She said, you didn't look good. Too much light. <laughs> these lights are terrible. I'll appoint a special team to attack the high price of fertilizer and get the price way down because that price is very, very high. Get it way down like I'd like to get those lights down. I'll get it the same thing. Those lights are terrible. They're blinding, but I get used to it. <laughs> That's the sort of thing I mean. It's like he'll weave whatever like complaint he has or weird off-road into, I'm going to get those taxes down like I'd like to get these goddamn lights down. Like the, the thing that, <laughs> that he's... That is an oratory skill that is uh, is not taught. The thing that he's been like sent here to talk about are... The problems facing the nation, you know, the, the biggest things going on in our society. And he's the man who's has led it and may lead it again soon. Uh, so hearing his thoughts on this stuff is vital. But in his mind, it's competing and losing against uh, just any fucking thing that's happening to him right now. <laughs> He's a little baby that's just like, you know, oh, red, red, love, red. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. Just, it it is. It is quite amazing to watch. And he's not having that conversation with uh, with his wife. That's that's not happening. But still, it's it's him looking at it and being like, "What? Is that what I look like on TV?" That's a uh, because he he did a lot of talking about uh, Melania in the California speech and the way that he describes their relationship and the way that. I've observed it anytime they're on camera together or like I've heard her talk or anything. I don't know. It's just, uh, it feels fall far apart. You know, it's, yeah. it's just funny to see like all the fucking videos of that. Like just, I don't know. She seems, uh, distant. Uh, and like, I, I don't I don't know, you know, like, uh, whatever. I, I don't want yeah, to, I think we all know. Yeah. And just, uh, for for that for him to be like, but whenever the cameras are off, she actually talks to me a ton. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, we talk about her day, um, and then this last one, um, I just threw together a bunch of stuff that didn't really make sense in a longer context. Um, and again, you could say like you're taking him out of context. I swear to God, I listened to an hour and fifteen minutes of this. No, nothing you hear is out of. He's just <laughs> rambling. There like, is no context <laughs> to take out of. Exactly. Like, so I think it starts off with him just listing countries, which kind of made me think Love of that. the, uh, it kind of made me think of the, uh, fuck, what was that show? The, the one that we used to play this on, uh, on the station, Mino and I would play it. The, the, na, 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 it starts off with him just listing countries, which really made me laugh for some reason. Gigantic concessions from South Korea, Argentina, Brazil, Guatemala, Tunisia, Ecuador, Morocco, and many, many other countries. You know that. I did a lot. I did a lot. <laughs> Under a Trump administration, you know gasoline-fired so engines will be allowed, but child sexual mutilation will be banned, if that's okay with you. <laughs> Child sexual. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. Ended the NAFTA disaster, the worst trade deal ever made by our country and by most other countries, too, and replaced it with the USMCA, which is the best trade deal they say ever made. What a Maggie big stuff. turnaround. You know, when Biden says, we will stop MAGA, if I said to him, what does MAGA stand for? I don't know. I just know it's violent. <laughs> okay, pause it. <laughs> 
That's the end. That's the first time I've heard him do that. And I hope it's not the last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because honestly, it's not bad. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> I just know it's bad, man. What? <laughs> now, somewhere in the next like 30 seconds, you will hear the portion of this that I laughed the hardest at. Uh, that was the end of the clip. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. Okay. Damn. Okay. Uh, fuck. I got to throw one more in there for you, bro. Okay. I have to do this. Um, oh, no, I can't because it would stop my recording. Damn it. Fuck. Okay, I'll just have to tell you about it. Okay. Um, he's talking about all the trade deals he made. And uh, and he, he brings up Japan. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, you know, we had a very lopsided trade deal with Japan. And I went to, uh, I went to go meet with their leaders. He's like, I met... Abe, I met a, a man named Shinzo Abe. Oh, and he's boy. like, and he and he's like, uh, and he he came to me, or when I came to him, he said, uh, I was waiting for someone from your side to come speak to me. He's like, because this deal is so bad for America. He's like, I kept waiting. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he just told you he, that. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, uh, he's like, of course he did. And and he was open to to renegotiating. He's like, great man. Of course, you know they assassinated Abe, <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> But we were we renegotiated the deal. <laughs> it's just such a they killed him for like, being yeah, cool, folks. You know, you know they killed. They him. might kill and me. It, and everyone in Iowa is like, "What? <laughs> you think I know about like an assassination of the Japanese PM?" He's like, "Of course they killed him, folks." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a weird aside, but it was a good deal. Yeah, he went right back to it. It wasn't like a pour one out moment. It's like, yeah, they killed him, folks. So yeah, he's uh, he does a speech addressing the California Republican Party. Uh, this is some kind of convention. Obviously, they're uh, they're not not any like big elections right now, but I guess they maybe they have a yearly. You know, let's just get together, talk about the state of California Republicans, and um, he's. Uh, I, I would say if if you do have an hour and forty minutes, this is like you know. Again, like I said, um, it's fucking, it's great from start to finish. He's, uh, he's big on the culture war issues, and we'll pop right into it here. Ten years ago, if somebody got up and said, we will stop child sexual mutilation, people would say, is this guy crazy? Who would it? We have to stop it. It's, it's going on at a level nobody, without parental rights. Or who would say that we will give parental rights over your children back to parents? Who would think that you would have to say, or that... Men in women's sports will not be allowed. Who would think? Can you imagine this? You know, Brian Erlacher, the big football player, great football player from Chicago. He's a massive guy, big, strong guy. He's a great uh, Hall of Famer. He played for Chicago. Always the obsession with size, just physical size. Anytime he sees a big boy, he loves it. Oh, yeah. Is, Is Erlacher in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Okay. Right? Uh yeah, it looks like he got in. Yeah, um, yeah. It obviously gives me no pleasure to uh, to report this, but I do feel duty bound to have you listen to the story about Brian Erlanger. I'll go, and I was with him a couple of months ago, and we were standing at my golf club in Palos Verdes, Trump National, and he said uh, we were talking about things, and I looked at the size of this man. Right, he's retired now, but had a Hall of Fame career, top top of the line guy. Great. Great player, but he's big. a top of the line guy. And my manager came over, Lily. She's fantastic, but she's very small. She's the size of his leg, maybe. <laughs> and I took a picture of Lily and Brian Erlacher, and I said, "We will not allow big, men small. in women's sports." And you see, and you saw the other day they had a weightlifting deal going on, and there's one young woman. Hold on. She was so proud of. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> well. Why the fuck would I have seen that? You didn't see the weightlifting deal they had going on? <laughs> you saw the other day the weightlifting deal. The, yeah, that they had going on. <laughs> no, no one did. Here's, here's a little anecdote about it. We're in the front row. She was going to break the record. They put a quarter of an ounce on each side of the thing. Stood for 18 years. And she got up and she, well, I don't want to imitate it because, you know, my wife, the first lady, hates when I do this. She said, it's not presidential. I said, yeah, but people like it. 
<laughs> hey, folks. She hates me. That's a stand-up move right there. I don't give a fuck. I'm if you guys like lady. it, I'll do it. She'll say, I love your speech today because it's all over the place. Look at the fake news back there. We get a lot of ratings. You know, we outdid the uh, debates in the ratings again. I made my speech to the UAW, and we got better ratings than they did. But, but no, she said it's not presidential. And I understand. She has one, two things. That, and she doesn't like when I dance a little bit to the music. I That's not that. And I say, I have a problem. Everybody wants it. They're screaming, dance, dance. <laughs> but a great first lady. And she doesn't like when I talk about the swimmer either. But maybe I'll do it because this is a little bit, you know, this is a special group. So they get... I'll do it for you because I like you. These are Republicans that have been screwed for years in California. You deserve a little entertainment, right? Yeah, dance, 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 dance. Make fun of people who have been subjugated by society. So they put the weights on the end, little tiny things like a little nothing. Quarter of an ounce. She can barely lift, folks. Those popular quarter-ounce plates. 19 years! She's almost there. Well, couldn't do it. (laughs) Then this guy who recently transitioned, he gets over the weights, looks at him. They said, have you lifted before? No, I really haven't. She was a world champion, right? I haven't lifted too much, uh, a little bit. I did it recreationally. Oh, good. So he gets over the same weights. Bing, bong, bong, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> he broke the record like by 180 pounds. And then they say, we will have men in women's sports. These people are crazy. These people are crazy. Yeah, that's a great playlet. <clears throat> and it's gotten better as he's done it longer. Yeah. By the way, the Bears traded Chase Claypool. It's good they got something for him. Uh, you know, it's tough. What, what do we get? We get a fifth, sixth? A seventh in 2025 and a sixth. Oh, no, they're sending out Claypool in the 2025 seventh for a 2025 sixth. Okay. And guess what? Where's he going? Miami. Yeah, it's fine. I hope he flourishes. I love Chase Claypool. He made a lot of big plays for the Irish and... It would have been really nice if it worked out. I would have bought a jersey. If he'd had like two 100-yard games, I would have bought a jersey. You can feel good about the fact that you absolutely fleeced one of the worst-run organizations in football on uh, DJ Moore. That was nice. As now they're like, we need a quarterback for our young – or a wide receiver for our young quarterback. And they're like, you know, you you better leave that on mic next time. No, you can't make me. I don't want the people knowing. The what Panthers I sound are now like, like Bryce Young needs a receiver. No, nah, well, you know you you, uh, you could have just had Caleb Williams and DJ Moore. Yeah, 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 yeah. But instead, <laughs> that would have been a pretty sweet deal. Instead, they've got no pick next year, folks. Ghost stops. That's right. Uh, yeah, so you're right. That 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 should have been your ender, unless you're going <clears> to <throat> tell me you've got. You know, just so much more gold. Because that right there is the best thing he has going right now. There's Once you hear the ender, you'll realize there was never any question about what was going to be the ender. And I think right. you have heard it. It's, it's, the, it's the headline clip. But it's you know, sometimes you, uh, you, you watch a speech because there's been a clip that everyone's been passing around. And you're like, well, that's dumb. There's like 10 of those that were better. Uh, not, not the case here, folks. Um, but yeah, here's, here's a big, uh, part of his, like the speech, he was just hammering this over and over, but this is kind of the first time he circled around to it and it's sort of the best time he encapsulated it. The, the basic message is like, uh, uh, pretty much the name of the clip that I chose here is, uh, Callie used to be sick. That's what he's saying. (laughs) Why is it not playing? Goodness gracious. I've never had this happen before where I just uh, got the quick time going, hit the hit the play button, and it doesn't happen. I'm reopening it. I better go now. For generations, California was known as the embodiment of the America West, American culture, and America's future, and our great 
American dream. You don't hear about the American dream anymore, do you? You used to hear the American dream. The you American dream. There's no American dream with Biden, most corrupt president in our history. The Golden State gave us the gold rush, the Golden Gate Bridge, and the golden age of Hollywood. What glamour, what beautiful glamour. If they ever came back from the dead, they'd look and say, what the hell happened to our state? Can you imagine? That was a glamorous time. Now they would look and they would say, this can't be happening. It built Liberty ships, the Sunset Strip, Disneyland, and the internet and the iPhone. So many things came out of California. It was California that first elected public office Republican presidents. How about that? Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan. Both. Both. Just something about how he said both. Very funny both. To me. Both. Um, it just I like Disneyland. At his heart, he is just like your grandpa. Yeah, like the couldn't you see like your grandpa having like a, a sign that like a something that you bought, maybe like a Bucky's that just hung up on the wall that just said the golden age of Hollywood? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Folks, we used to have the golden age of Hollywood. Uh, he's, he's got another California topic. You do love the, like, it is it is just his total fucking ramblings, like just anything that walks by in front of him, um, but California style. Like, I, I like how this is, this is a very localized speech. This is not a great state anymore. This is a dumping ground. You're a dumping ground. The world is being dumped into California. Prisoners, terrorists. Mental patients, you have mental institutions. They say, sir, please don't use the words insane asylum because that's, you know, that's silence of the lamb stuff. That's big stuff. <laughs> mental institutions, sir, is nicer. I said, no, I think I'll mention both. We, mental institutions and then I'm gonna times say 10, it. insane asylum. They're all being dropped. They're all being dropped into our country. We're a dumping ground. When I was president, I got along with Gavin Newsom, but I didn't like what he was doing. Very simple. I liked him. You know, he always goes around telling me we had a very good relationship. We had a good relationship, but I didn't like what he was doing. The people of California don't have water. They pay a fortune for the water. You know, I own something in Palos Verdes. Anybody play my big, beautiful club on the ocean? <laughs> I actually think it's the best golf course in California, but beautiful with the Humble. clubhouse, everything right on the ocean. And this is really on the ocean. I always say, I have the ocean. Pebble Beach has the bay. There's a big difference. <laughs> it's true. They talk about Pebble Beach, Pebble you Beach. Dunk no, on no. Pebble. I have the ocean. They have the bay. You know, I, the ocean tends to be better. Historically, oceans are better than bays. Do we agree? Right? <laughs> Historically? Give me, give me a cheer for oceans, a cheer for bays. Who's, which, <laughs> what do we like, folks? What do we like? <laughs> Who here loves the ocean? What historical, what is he leaning on there? You know, just over the course of history, most of the time, if you walk up to an ocean or walk up to a bay, you'd say the ocean, cooler, more dope. Yeah, historically, yeah. Like, historically. That's, most that's of the time. very similar to... Uh, yeah, it's been that way for a million years. <laughs> it is deposition. God, yeah, that's that fantastic. Good. The fucking yeah. deposition. Oh, man. Um, Dude, honestly, when I thought I was going to be deposed, yeah, I was watching yeah. I was watching that so many times. Yeah, I just... And I was like, look, dude, I mean, you really don't have to show any weakness. Learning from the master? But, yeah, I was just... I watched it like 10 times. It's was like, all right, this might happen next week. Like, just carry it like this. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be fine. If you're famous, they do let you do it. I mean, yeah. You can either learn that from me or learn it the hard way, lady. Uh, so this next one is a, a direct attack on Sleepy Joe. Really, really drawing the ire here. Gavin has become crooked Joe Biden's top surrogate, I think, because he doesn't think Biden is going to make it. That's why he's doing it. He doesn't think he's going to make it. And it won't be him so easy. He's going to have a big fight. However, because there will be a lot of Democrats uh, competing, it's going to be very interesting. But let's see. Look, some people say Biden's going to make it. Does anybody think he's going to make it to the starting gate? I mean, the guy can't find his way off of a stage. Look, here's a stage. Hell yeah. Here's a stage. I've never seen this stupid stage before, right? I've never seen it. Sorry, stage. But if I walk left, there's a stair. And if I walk right, there's a stair. 
And this guy gets up. Where am I? Where the hell am I? Where am I? Just fucking swinging at him. It's literally just the Shane Gillis Roomba bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> He just starts doddering around. Oh, <laughs> folks, you put me on any stage, I can get right off of it anytime. Not a problem. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and then here's the uh, I've never seen this stupid stage, is also somehow yeah. buried in there. It's very funny. Yeah. It's like, fuck this stage. Never even bitch. seen it, but I could get off of it. No problem. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's got uh, this is uh, this, this is the the, the top bit I, I pulled a full four minutes here um i'm not sure uh i don't know it's it's tough because kind of the top thing comes in the middle but then there's stuff that i just couldn't cut out um so go on this journey with me i, I think you'll really like it marxist district attorneys woke tech tyrants they are woke rolling black like i just love that so much he's just listening to problems woke. obviously but he's like like uh the the list on the teleprompter is just the list but he has to add in that personal flavor so yeah no. whenever he's done reading the item on the list he'll be like do i have anything to say about this whenever it comes to woke tech titans he's like i just want to emphasize again the woke tech titans are woke so yeah, that's it's gonna just, be a big problem for us. It's just rapper ad libs. Yeah. It's just French Montana yelling Montana. That's yeah. <laughs> child sexual mutilation and roving bands of looters, criminals, and thugs. But other than that, I think they're doing quite a good job. <laughs> Those things are all true. What a Imagine. mess. How the hell do people vote for these people? You, the courageous patriots of California, Republican Party are now the last line of defense standing between this state and total anarchy. And I am here to tell you that help is on its way. Help is on its way. Can't go on like this. Good. It's great news. Can't go on like this. Can't go on like this. We can't go on like this. We won't have a country left. The mission to help you liberate California from communist rule begins at noon on Inauguration Day. 2025. 2025. <laughs> 2025. <laughs> we got I'll tell you, the election of 24 is the single most important election in the history of our country. I used to say it about 16. It's the most important, and it was. But this is more important because we're going to lose our country. Our country's going to hell. Our wow. country's being destroyed. Together we... Like, that's, uh, you know, obviously... Every single politician says that. And for that reason, you should greet any of those kinds of claims of skepticism. And then he acknowledges that. Like, he's giving up the game a little bit, being like, so I have said this every single election, but... And then, you, like, he says the but. You're like, all right, he's about to provide his evidence here. Now we're really going to become convinced that this is the most important election. What's his reasoning? And he says, we're about to lose our country. Yeah. Well, fuck, man. I don't want to lose the country. I guess we got to vote for him. I don't well, even really remember, like, uh, challenger candidates before him hitting that that hard. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they all do it, but, like, he's taking it to a new level. Like, his uh, I think that a lot of times now, people will say this is the most important election. I don't think most yes. candidates are like, the country will cease to exist if you don't vote for me. Yeah, you will be raped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, the, that's the best case scenario, frankly. <laughs> On the ultra left-wing liars, losers, creeps, perverts, and freaks who are devouring the future of this state like a swarm of locusts. <laughs> and we'll stand up to crazy Nancy Pelosi who ruined San Francisco. How's her husband doing, by the way? Anybody know? Fuck yeah. Oh, shit. And she's against building a wall at our border, even though she has a wall around her house, which obviously didn't do a very good job. Okay, yeah. So we need, a, we need to break this down piece by piece. Yeah. Um, 
Let's start despite at the start. Despite how fun it is. Yeah, despite he, uh, how fun it is. He had, he had some pretty explosive rhetoric. Uh, one of the people listening to it decided, you know what? I should act on that. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's a, it's a very flat circle. But um, Locust thing is great. But as fun as it is to imagine, because Nancy Pelosi's terrible and her husband is terrible, that, like, there was something... Um, there was some sort of sexual thing going on there. The guy was assaulted by a guy who was incited by Trump's rhetoric. With a hammer. With a hammer. Uh, as Jason Whitlock would say, hide the hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's insane. But the second thing is just think through the logic of him being like, we need a wall. She didn't want the wall. She had a wall and that wall didn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he's not, he doesn't care about making an argument. He just cares about putting points on the board, you know? Yeah, I guess it went in. <laughs> uh, our wall is going to be great. Her wall, a not gay so prostitute snuck in and hit her husband with a hammer. <laughs> How'd he get in there, folks? Oh, man. But then you have Kamala Harris. She's great. Gavin Newsom, who's a really, I mean, I watched him the other night with Sean Hannity trying to say that California is wonderful. It's not wonderful. We all know it. It was wonderful. It could be wonderful again, but right now it's really a mess. Maxine Waters, very nice woman, very, very nice. How come she can say things so violently? You will go in and attack them in a restaurant. You'll do this, that. Nothing happens. If I say, Peacefully and patriotically. Oh, there's an insurrection going on here. Maxine Waters, if I ever spoke like her, it would be the electric chair times 15 for me. Like within a minute, he's like, wasn't it funny that time that one of my guys went and hit the lady's husband with a hammer and then uh, follows that up with (laughs) the Capitol riot was awesome and it's fucked up that you guys are trying to put this on me. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. As is, just as a chaser, again, just to go back to the uh, second string sideline, I'm like, dude, it's the electric chair? 15 times stronger. (laughs) (laughs) What about now in the shark? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The man who fell in love with a Chinese spy that they wouldn't take off their top committee, most important committee, Eric Swalwell. What a loser. And then you have, of course, my favorite, Shifty Adam Schiff, Pencil Neck. He's known for one thing, the world's smallest neck. (laughs) You ever see? I call him Pencil Neck. If you touched him, his neck would break. And we will defeat their corrupt California political machine. No, uh, Shifty Schiff is really, I mean, he is a sick person, that guy. Looks like he won't be your next senator anymore because he'll have somebody else put in and then he won't be able to run. Purgatory! Ah, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I don't know that bad. he would have won anyway, but now he probably won't be able to run and he won't run against certain people because he wants to be politically correct except when it comes to doing numbers on Republicans and keeping it going and hurting our country. But uh, it would look to me like he won't be there. But he's a disaster, that guy. They're all disaster. Crazy Nancy is a total disaster. She's nuts. She's a total disaster. She's gone. She's nuts, but she is a total disaster. That's amazing. The the fucking shift stuff. Yeah, his whole career, he worked hard for it, folks. Gone now. (laughs) <laughs> if you touch him, he would break his neck. I don't know whether to feel bad or laugh at him. We're going to laugh at him, folks. <laughs> Look at him next to Erlocker. Yeah. Put the pictures up. Put up Shifty Shift <laughs> next to old Brian Erlocker. <laughs> You'd break his neck. Oh, man. That is, that is fantastic. That is fantastic. He's quite a performer. And I don't know, man. You just watch the whole thing and... You look around. I, it brings me no pleasure to report this. It it feels a little inevitable. It does. I don't want it. You know, if anyone out there is uh, feeling panicked with me the, saying that, I, I apologize. But it just feels cosmically 
Like this is what's supposed to happen. Yeah. We're not like this is the it's a reasonable consequence of being a fucking dumb country. And I don't I don't feel like any of us want to stop being dumb. I'm not seeing any evidence that people are trying to stop being dumb around me. I'm not trying to stop being dumb. I'm getting dumber. Yeah, we're steering into the embankment. And this is what Aubrey McClendon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you get this guy up there. <laughs> All right, we'll hit be him back with the hammer, soon. folks. Very funny. <laughs> it's a funny weapon to use. <laughs> See ya. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.